1: Com. Hey there, gambling friendos. Football season is here and it's time to get on the action with mybookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. Bet aside, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in-game live action on every major league event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag, open an account, and join in on the fun. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy, and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where Prohibited. <sighs> Today on the ZabeCast, we sit down with former Redskin and former Viking Fred Smoot in a Steakhouse Confidential, where the steak was juicy and the story is even juicier. Fred talked about Steve Spurrier, Joe Gibbs, Sean Taylor trash-talking, and of course, the infamous boat trip gone bad on Lake Minnetonka. Your essential Sports Talk Day starter is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! (laughs) ho ho
0: ho
1: Here we go! Thursday, November 15th, 2018. Thank you for downloading. We have got a good one today. Fred Smoot was absolutely fantastic in our Steakhouse Confidential. He left nothing off limits. In fact, I could have rolled tape for more than an hour, but we wanted to keep it reasonable. By the way, our first punch of winter has landed here in the DMV, and I think I've decided that I hate the summers here even more than I hate the winters. So bring it on. Winter is here, as they say in Game of Thrones, and I'm ready. Quick thank you, a big thank you, not a quick thank you, big thank you to DC Prime Steakhouse in Ashburn, Virginia at One Loudon, and Rick Crow, one of the owners. Go to dcprime.com, go there to the restaurant, and check it out for yourself. Call to make a reservation at 703-840-2099. That's dcprime.com. Only USDA Prime meets seafood source direct from Boston, and the sea bass is overnighted from Honolulu, believe it or not. Independently owned and operated, Chef Brad Wiedemann is fantastic. He's been the executive chef at any number of renowned steakhouses from Atlanta to Miami and Boca Raton. He has now made D.C. Prime his home. And, of course, he sources local ingredients and supports Loudoun County Farming as well. And he sears a mean piece of meat. So our guest this week was Fred Smooty. Played nine years in the NFL at cornerback. Redskins, Vikings, then Redskins again. He is a Mississippi boy to the core, consummate trash talker, impossibly upbeat, and shockingly honest. We left nothing on the table and nothing off the menu when we sat down to talk. Favre has this one picked to the far side. Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot. Only Favre to beat. Touchdown, Vikings. Fred Smoot with us. Freddie, I'm going to feed you meat tonight. Oh,
2: dead animal. I love dead I'm gonna, animal. I'm going to feed
1: you meat, <laughs> and you are going to give me the good stuff.
2: Oh, only Not the Not all real. the stories
1: you've already told a million uh, times unfiltered. to a million people right. on a million different media platforms right. because you are multimedia Smoot now. I'm right. right. I'm talking top-shelf shit that's never
2: been said before because well, you... you're getting a full steak tonight. Hey, thank you. And <laughs> but, dessert. Between the steak... In the Jack Daniels, you have opened up Pandora's Uh, box. I'm not
1: paying for the Jack Daniels. That's (laughs) on you. Did you put your credit card down on file? Uh, As always, our host, Paul Gorgie, man about town, a man who was on (laughs) the infamous Osaka plane Ah, with Fred Smoot. We'll talk about that tonight on Steakhouse Confidential. I'll never go go there again. And, of course, uh, my man, Christopher Johnson, program director, out from behind the suit. (laughs) And behind the office, he's still winning to be to be a podcast star because yeah. <laughs> everyone wants to be a podcast star. It's where it's Hey, at. hey everybody want to be heard. Nothing wrong with that. But CJ, you've been around this town forever, so I've been around. Got, you've got good stories as well. Plenty.
0: <laughs> Looking forward to this. Uh, Thanks, Jenny- I'm, I'm going to do everything possible not to get fired in the next 45 <laughs> minutes. Who's going to fire good, you? Good luck. You <laughs> fire yourself?
1: I don't think that's possible. I <laughs> think
0: the good thing is that we can edit this before it actually goes <laughs> no live. Editing.
1: Free flow. It's a waterfall. (laughs) Knowledge. All right. Fred, are you ever off? Never. I've never seen you in the off mode. I've never seen you quiet. I've never seen you mad. Yeah. I've never seen you sad. Mm -hmm. You are always the most upbeat, energetic guy, to which people say to me, is that an act? And I go, well, if
2: it's an act, it's a 24-7 act. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is who I am. Good energy. I just think we on this earth too short a time to let bad stuff get you down, and I'm not, I think the worst thing that could ever happen to you is die. Right? I right? would say yes. And if I'm would, not dead, would qualify. I ain't got no reason to be crying. I ain't got no reason to be uh, down. Energy. I like to be. Have you looking. always been this way? I've always been this way. Do
1: right? you think this made you a good corner in the NFL? Because yes, they say you corners have to have a short memory and a lot of ego.
2: Like I say, corners have to be sinners. Corners have to. They have to lie at a high level because you got to lie to yourself. Yeah. They have to be cheaters. And they have to steal. All right? That's what we're paid to do. We're paid to steal. So yeah. you got to lie to yourself when you get beat and steal for 80 yards for a touchdown. I'm still the best guy out here. you got to really <laughs> trick yourself out. And you got to cheat by any means necessary to stop this guy from catching it. And ain't like I said, the stealing says itself. Get yeah. the stuff that don't belong to you. You've known
1: Fred forever, CJ. You helped bring him into the station, got him to do shows and whatnot. Have you ever seen him down? Have you ever seen him mad or anything like this?
0: No, I mean I've seen him mad on the football field, but I—I I mean I've been football
2: field. Yeah, I've been mad. It's this frown, hey, when this smile turned upside down. Who'd you get pissed off at? Oh, I get my own like teammates are coaching. That's, okay. that's usually who I'm talking to because when I'm when I'm talking trash to other people, it's with a smile on my face. It right. really makes people mad. <laughs> but when I'm talking like me and Greg Williams, we got into some heated argument. Oh, I love to argue with Greg. You uh, and me Greg. And, me and Sean Springs, like we're we gonna get into some verbal tussling now it's, it's gonna happen it's healthy I think it's healthy dialogue
0: yeah I mean I've seen I've also seen Fred a few times calm I've seen him you know hanging out he's yeah. it's, it's always not you know when, it, when it's chill you're you know at a bar or something like that yeah. it's not Fred bouncing off the walls yeah. all the time <laughs> not all you know the but time, but, but, yeah. for, but for most of the time I mean who doesn't love being around somebody like that with that much energy uh, but I mean, there, there's some crazy stuff that, you know, that, that lies in between there. That I'm hoping that you're going to be able to dig out here in the next, you know, 30, well, 40 we'll see.
1: minutes. We'll let the cocktails kick in before I bring up boat trip. Well, I
2: am going to say that it looked like you shouldn't take me on any forms of transportation—planes, boats, did you, did planes, boats. Did, did,
3: Dave, you went there, yachtsman. You went there that early. I, no. mean, I didn't go
2: there. I, I mean, just I, said. I, I know he
3: likes to be on the open seas,
2: but I'm—I'm hey, 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 I'm official navy. Do you understand it? <laughs> I'm official seaman. Yeah, I am seaman. Official yeah. Navy. All right, hold on. Ponder that seaman. Gorgy, you were—you
1: were selling for the Redskins in 2001, Fred. First year. Yeah. Under Spurrier. No, went, no, no. Oh, Schottenheimer. No, Marty. Marty. Uh, yes. Marty. Right. You were Marty and then Spurrier. Now, right. that talk about going from uh, ice cold bath to a warm hot tub. Yes. Am I wrong about uh, that? Oh, no,
2: you're totally wrong. Now, I love me some Marty. Now, you the did. one thing, hey, listen to me, we really? played 16 games that year. Marty cried 16 times. Yeah. He cried at the coming home luncheon. Remember God, that? Oh, 17 <laughs> like, times. I <laughs> it. Like, Marty was one of those guys, he had a lot of it Coach Gibbs in them. See, coaches coach different. You got your coach that's the disciplinarian, your Nick Saban, your Bill Parcells, your Bill Belichick. Then you got the ones with the granddaddy effect. And that's what Coach Gibbs got. Marty had that granddaddy effect. Really? They don't need to cuss you out. So he they wasn't don't... a Johnny Hardass. No, no. It was more of I can't let them down. You know, oh, I, okay. I'm going to run through this brick wall for my granddaddy. I can't let my granddaddy down. Right. So they don't have to cuss you out. They don't have to nice. get after you in certain ways. So Marty had that effect. That's why we – uh, game. We, I think we won six great games. We you won did, it. yeah. Yeah, so you're rolling. You're one and five. Had it,
0: Owen. zero five. Yeah, finished the season eight and, and eight, three eight, in November and December, and, and fired him. him. And yeah. Fired and him. <laughs> Fired him. <laughs> and, and, and the three, quarterback and, the, and last the quarterback
2: and the quarterback was Jeff George, the starting <laughs> off the general. Oh, I love the general. One of my favorite players. You love Jeff George? Ooh, I, I love the general. Just your leadership is overrated. You love because he was real. He was letting you know that. No, no, he was letting y'all know that just because I'm a quarterback don't mean I got to lead this team. Like, <laughs> every quarterback I play with, they're not all natural leaders. Right. Some of them just want to come do their job and go home. The one thing about Joe Fleck DiVerti, a.k.a. Joe Flacco, Joe is not a leader. No. Joe comes, does his job, and he goes home. Ray Lewis was the leader of that team. Well, yep. Jeff
1: George just lived to throw the football a lot. And he could do it. <laughs> he no, could no. He spin had,
0: it. He had a cannon. He could do it. Yeah. Oh, but he had an remember, arm. Remember what was, was sort of it when uh, well not only the – Leadership is overrated thing, but remember when he was on the ground and nobody picked him up? Oh yeah, <laughs> he In was. Dallas, getting, it, it,
1: Ebenezer Ekubon dragged him <laughs> like dragged a rag doll, yeah. and none of your teammates I bothered to him even up. touch a guy.
2: I would have go picked him up. I wish I would have seen. I was tired. No, you were on the field I would have picked him. Oh, I would have wow. ran out there and well, picked my my guy
1: up. I almost thought our offensive line, CJ, I mean, was taking a number, saying, "Are you done dragging him? Because <laughs> I'd like to drag him after you're done." Yeah,
0: but that <laughs> was, was unbelievable. That was the boldest of bold moves by Marty, though. Right away, they cut him. Right did, after, after yep. the San Diego game. Right, right, and right then, and then and there. he sucked. It was week two, and and I think. Yeah. And now, Tony
2: Banks. Banks stepped in. Now, Tony Banks only can throw the deep ball. All right? Yeah. That's it. That's his only That's ball. He had. he had one audible that year. <laughs> and, 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 one. And that was throw it deep. I, that's what Tony did. That was we handed to Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis, big country. And we oh, we, yeah. we threw the ball. And, and, and yeah. you know, we threw it on third down. And that's what we did. And we just physically imposed our will on people. And Because that's what Marty was. Like, I had never been through a training camp. But I had these veterans. We had the oldest team I had ever been on in my life. It was the old folks, Honor Ashburn. It was Bruce Smith, <laughs> Darryl Green, all these guys. So they had been used to practicing a certain way. And Marty had us doing Oklahoma, 10 yard drill. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm thinking, this how. Training camp going in there, NFL.
1: He, he didn't he bust up Daryl Green's shoulder doing the Oklahoma drill? Oh, no, no. Or no, I, that was Bruce's Bruce, shoulder. yeah. He, Bruce got, a, got like a separated shoulder the doing I, the Oklahoma the day I came drill. To camp. Uh, Marty locked down the dorms at Carlisle. Yeah. And I remember interviewing Daryl Green, and he's like, well, it's a different regime now. And he well. was like, oh. I can't oh. believe like, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm going oh. to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I've been in the league for 20 years, and I'm <laughs> getting locked in my dorm room. And, and that's what Marty did. Well, I
0: remember the crazy things, though, from that year. Well, it started with the whole they took Daryl's seat away from on the bus, and they took the veteran seats away. Yeah, But remember the whole thing about the guys that Marty brought with him Kansas City, and that you guys would be in the locker room yelling five oh five oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some we remember guys. Remember. Remember, yeah. remember. What was it? Dave Zott? I mean, it remember it was It was the guys he brought. The went, Kansas City guys. The Kansas City guys in. he brought in, and they and you guys are the guys on the team. Popo. The popo thinking, is in the <laughs> locker room because yeah. they thought they were reporting back report to Marty. The they yeah. report
1: the news. They report the news. But do you, know, I, do you know how many fans don't really even know that shit goes on in NFL? Hey, in locker all, any rooms. Like, locker room that I'm in... There is next-level stuff that the, yeah. the average fan... Oh, they're the, like, the, the average, what?
0: The average fan thinks that everybody's best friends on every
3: team. No, you which is ridiculous. They, you don't they, have they, they to think like they, a guy to be on his team.
0: No who that's hey, yeah, impossible.
3: There? You have fifty uh, three men from on a starting different roster different and fifty three different attitudes.
0: Different. That doesn't exist. No, they think everybody they think everybody on teams, you all hang out at the clubs <laughs> and the bars and We don't, and all stuff. We don't. But, but who does that in the regular walk of life? Nobody But, the regular they, work, but they they I don't
2: mean, look at us as a regular walk of life. They look at us like we yeah. won the lottery. I, they don't look at like they don't look at us like we worked for this so, for twenty years.
3: So Marty was the grandfather. Yeah. Then comes Spurrier.
2: What yeah. do you label him? Dead guy. The guy. Like Spur- it's no other the ball coach. The I, ball. It's no other coach like Coach Spurrier. I knew we was gonna fail, <laughs> but it was so fun. How, when did
1: you know they were? When did you know Spurrier was not gonna make it happen at the when
2: pro level? We practiced my first week of practice. We get there. And it's a totally different schedule than I'm used to. We only did – he don't care about nothing but quarterback, wide receivers, and DBs. <laughs> we did 707 on seven and 101, on one, 80% of the practice. And they were like, Coach, we're going to do special team. Nah, not today. <laughs> like, he didn't care. Like, he literally didn't care. Because like,
1: in... he had to get in nine holes where yeah. he lived oh, out oh, of oh, Beacon Hill. Thank Beacon you. Hill. Thank no, you. No, but
3: I, I heard th- – is this a true story? You can collaborate. I heard he and, he and Marvin Lewis were walking out of the – out of the uh, back steps, mm-hmm. going to practice, and he turned to Marvin. He said, "Hey, have a great practice." And Marvin turned to me. He goes, "Coach, we only have X amount of guys. We got to practice it together." Yeah. He thought defense went on one field, offense right. went on the other, and right. we
2: never see each other. Like no, listen to <laughs> like me. Like college. That's <laughs> what he wanted. Like, and this is what I knew. I said. Coach is just a great college coach. And and when we had practice stretching, me, him, champ, he loved to talk nothing but college football. And he took (laughs) the SEC SEC ball. He he really, you know how a parent, (laughs) they say they ain't got no favorite child. But the children know who the favorite child is. The people on the team knew we was the favorite children of him. SEC boys. All right, so
1: let me fast forward here to the flight to Osaka. Oh, my ah, goodness. Yes. I'm Pre- scars from it. Preseason 2002?
2: Yes, yes. 2002, the golden year.
1: Redskins-Niners oh. in Osaka, you yep. know, exhibition game. August. And um, the Redskins kill the Niners. Uh, Steve Mariucci was coaching the Niners. And basically Spurrier was giddy because he threw the whole game and kept your starters in, in for much of the game. In the preseason. Yeah. And he was just as happy as shit.
3: All
2: right. So let's get. No le- idea. Oh, no no idea let, that this is
1: preseason football let, on the other side of the globe. Let, let, let's, rewind. let's
3: rewind to the tarmac yeah. at okay. Dallas. Yes.
1: Okay. All right. So you guys were on the yeah. plane. Yes. Yeah. You, so, Gorgie, so, and you. So I have going. clients.
3: I have clients yeah. on the plane with me. And I am seated. in this is 747. We're pretty much all the way on the back. We probably have 15 rows to go. So we take a seat. There's a a middle seat available. We put the tray table down. I get up, and I walk over to one of the flight attendants who's at the door, and I go, excuse me, is there liquor on this flight? She goes, oh, we're fully stocked. I go, awesome. Here's my seat number. When we get to cruising altitude, I need a lot of vodka. I need a lot of club soda and some limes if you have them. She goes, done. Done and done. We get to cruising altitude. I have the cheerleaders row starts right behind me.
2: And it where is a. where ba- this
3: in. is a b- <laughs> so, so, wait this a, a minute.
1: There's policies against players and yeah. cheerleaders. Uh, no, yes, no, no, we break those. No, no, those and, and no. Yes. no, no. Yes, so,
3: so, as we get to cruising altitude, now the clothes ca- start flying off. It is now a pajama party oh, yes. at 40,000 no, feet. Oh, no, no, Oh, absolutely. Is, this, this is exaggeration.
1: I wanted good stories for Steakhouse Confidential. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want you to make shit up. No, no, no. Here we go. Here we go.
2: I. Before, right when we're taking off, we, no, before we take off, before we leave Redskin Park, we have sent the rookies, plus we as the veteran has already bought, like, Veterans, shotgun- you've been there a year. I, I was a vet. I was a <laughs> vet. I, I, you already said I'm a veteran. Hey, listen to me. Hey, Rooks, get out of here. We sent them to get gallons, half a gallons of liquor. Oh. Like, all of us got, like, two half a gallons piece on us. When Right before we taking off, all of us just holding them up just like this. Like, listen to me. It wasn't ten minutes. We hadn't even got level yet. Wow! I'm already in the hallway, in in the middle. We shooting (laughs) dice. Like the cheerleaders sitting up, they like huddled all around us. We we passing drinks. It looked like we partying in Roman times right now. This was a certified toga party. Like, (laughs) listen to me. It went
1: down. And then on the flight home, because you won, it was probably the same thing, right? It
3: was more epic coming over there. It was. It,
2: It was so epic.
3: Twenty-three hey, hours.
2: Hey, hey! It was so. That's Twenty-three
3: hours in Non-stop. the air. Hey,
2: really? After six hours of pure drinking, you could hear. You could hear a knit no, hey, on Fred, Fred, it. Fred, Fred, Fred. <laughs> everybody blacked Fred, out. Commiserate with me here. Yeah,
3: yeah. Drunk, sober, and drunk in the same flight. In the same flight. I'm not kidding you. Twenty-three now, do you hours. Think,
2: do you think all teams are like that? I think a lot of teams. Everybody but the Patriots. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so, everybody but the Patriots. This happens I happens. So. You think yeah. so? Yeah. I saw it in baseball,
0: like too.
1: Yeah, you covered – CJ, you covered the Nats for Masson uh, for how many years?
0: Just one. Okay. Well, a little over one, but, yeah. yeah, one full season, though.
1: Okay, so you saw that in baseball.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm gonna get getaway yeah. trips baseball, on they, that. They
2: parted uh, Ray harder than us, yeah. baseball players. because <laughs> it's,
0: it's a long season. You got to <laughs> deal with it. But, yeah, I mean, I watched Papelbon walk in. That's one of the big myths about the Nats. The, the clubhouse loved Papelbon, especially the veterans. Yeah. And Pap would walk in – on getaway days with just, like Fred said, holding up gallons of liquor in yeah. both really? hands for the for the trips to get oh, away geez. there. and it, And, yeah, I mean, a lot of times before you talk to him, he'd drink too. But, you know, that's why ESPN want to get rid of Playmakers.
1: Yeah. Cause that, cause it too realistic, like, as I
0: Because it sounds yeah. like the plane. Too realistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah Too close to home, yeah. basically. And yeah. always, Everybody's like, this is out of control. This I'll, isn't what it is. They're
2: like, no, it's like <laughs> half of what <one laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I always ask people. <laughs> I you always say when you watch athletes well I wouldn't do this do this. First of all, if somebody give you millions of dollars in your early 20s, oh, yeah. how many mistakes would you have made? Oh my god.
1: And you add to that the glare of publicity and the competitiveness of the NFL. Fail
2: And the fact that all your you're a women's dream. Like, right. chasing so women coming at you I mean, all, all over like, the place. How you got kids by different women? Well, you ain't got kids by different women because different women ain't chasing you. <laughs> That's why you ain't got kids. Right? Because women not chasing you. Stone Let me ask cold you, Fred, what, <laughs> what is the Fred Smoot family uh, tree? I don't think I've ever asked uh-oh. you. Oh, Fred, I got five kids. Okay. I got three girls and two boys. Beautiful. How old Uh, are they? My oldest is 15. Okay. My youngest is five. Okay. And they are a handful. If you want to hear conversations, (laughs) you think I talk? (laughs) (laughs) I Like my mom said, you're getting everything that you (laughs) want. Right now, my kids are, oh, they meet times two, even more hyper. And is that with your ex-wife? You were married. Uh, Hey, 0 for 1 in marriage. Okay. 0 for 1. All right. Uh, you know, it was great. I enjoy her. We're, we're good friends now. Okay. So it ain't like it's a bitter beer face type of marriage. Okay. So, <laughs> so we're good. And plus. Are they all with her? Or? Oh, no, 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 okay. no. I, I had a girlfriend before her that I had kids with too. Honestly. Okay. Yeah. So a five by two as we call yes, it. Yes. I'm my only child, Unlike- so I'm not finished. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, it's by design. Like, I want a big family. It's only me. My, my mom died last year. So it's really oh, like man. just me, my dad, and my kids. So, yeah, I want kids. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: So, like, you know, everyone kind of makes fun of Cromarty because he's, what, like 9 by 7 or something like he's that? He's 9 I by 6. 9 I, by 6? Yeah. I thought it was
0: more than that. Was
1: it more than nah, that? No, he just had twins by wife, so it's 11 by 6. Oh, my. But, 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 but guess, guess what? what? He seems like, I've seen some subsequent interviews. Oh, like, he loves it. Yeah, and it seems like he is as involved a father as you could possibly by, be. By design, do you know he went and got a,
2: I guess they call it, uh, he got clipped.
1: He uh, got clipped, and, and he still, still had, had one.
2: Oh, I say he's that potent. I can't, I tell <laughs> wow. My, hey, I tell my auntie don't even use the bathroom behind him. Like, <laughs> listen to me. He is potent. <laughs> wow. Right? So when you yeah, play, no, He's got
0: 14.
1: 14. What? Yeah. Oh, so 14, 14 by how many? He's got
2: 14 kids. By six. I know he got six. big. Wow. wow. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: wow. the, the female temptation yeah. has to be. I mean, like, you played. You played 02 to win
2: No, I played 01. 01 to 11.
1: 01 to 11. Social media didn't explode, CJ, until. Until 07. The iPhone debuted in 07.
0: Yeah. I social
2: media really hit on. 2010 is where it really I, took off. I was going right. to say
1: Twitter.
0: I think launched in 2008, and yeah. then, but it didn't really right. get going until after, right. a few years you after. You
1: couldn't that. really have a chick send you a picture of her tits until 2007. <laughs> yeah, you know, unless it was on a BlackBerry and it was a very it's small it's on photo. A flip phone. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. And, that's, and I'm
2: so, asking now, digitally, when did the eggplant not be a vegetable? Anymore? <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when did, like right now? It's totally not a vegetable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it, it only means one thing. So, how do you think,
1: Fred? These kids <laughs> coming into the league now? With all the social media stuff And especially this new breed of woman Oh yes The Instagram model Mm. The Instagram model Mm. to me is one of the scariest creatures on the sports landscape She is
2: thirsty She is
1: devious And she is relentless
2: Alright here go the key At first they could only dream about us Meaning I hope he come to my city I hope to meet him Without crossing paths we don't meet now, the world has opened up and they come to you digitally. Right. And, and it's, it's unfiltered. It's like right. you ain't their dream no more. You become their reality. right? And I always tell a man, you say what you won't do until 100 women knock on your door. right? right. going to let 99 of them in. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just telling you. And come on, what's been man's biggest temptation since the world started? Boontang. Oh, As it, I say, it's bigger than anything in the world. Well, uh, see, earth is undefeated.
3: It's undefeated. 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 Uh, they, they, hey, never be things. Pussy nev- and gravity. Hey, first undefeated. of all, you I'm tell you how amazing
2: water. that little hole is. All uh, right, let's go. Steakhouse Confidential, you everybody. You can lose your money in that hole. <laughs> if you spit Everything. too, if you spit too hard in it, a human will come out of that hole. <laughs> that hole can kill you. Listen to me. It's a powerful. Thing. It'll make you buy houses. It'll make you buy houses. cars. It's bigger than all of us. And it's period. bigger than us. It's, 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 it's bigger totally than, than, big us. than us. It is a huge force. And now period. with social media, I don't have to want to meet Holly Berry. I can hit Holly Berry in her DM right now. Like, right. That's the difference. A, a, a good
1: knockoff. Yeah, she looks like Halle Berry, maybe better looking than her. Yeah, doesn't but doesn't have her money or talent yeah, or yeah. anything to lose. Yeah, like Halle Berry would have something to lose if yeah. she hooked. I mean, she yeah. was with David Justice forever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I bought the house in Atlanta. That's the house I bought in Atlanta was what? Halle Berry <laughs> and David Justice. Bought house. their house on uh, what on were the, you, the doing in Atlanta? You, you never Played in Atlanta. No, I moved there after I retired because. My ex-wife was from South Carolina, oh, and I was from okay. Mississippi, so there was like the meet, meet the midpoint. <laughs> Hallie, did Hallie convey? Oh no! They, hey, <laughs> I bought. I ended up buying the house and kind of redid it. It was a. I love the property. I it was on the Chattahoochee. I would have told her, leave the sheets.
1: The hey, sheets hey, convey. Hey, Am <laughs> I first, wrong about that? I, I would never absolutely. wash hey, you, yeah. First of
2: all, when I first bought the house, the first thing I did was wind smell the commodes. <laughs> uh, that's when you know you're a man. Like, that's, that's your man stuff. Hey, that's just why we can't have, like, a roommate that's a girl. Like, you can't have a roommate that's uh, a girl. No. Because when she leave, yeah. I'm going to go smell her panties. <laughs> like, so you can't truly have a roommate that's exactly, a girl. Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Oh, God. So the Redskins are 6-3, and three, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back to football, 81,
3: shall we? 81.4% <laughs> a chance to make the playoffs. Oh, my God. How
0: much worse would the Love Boat story have been if there oh. were iPhones? Oh. Well,
2: it wouldn't have been because now nobody cares. Yeah, Nobody cares. Oh. At the end of the day, what that was was a bachelor party on steroids. If we had a party here in D.C., Nobody reported. If we huh. have it in Miami, Atlanta, nobody reported. Minnesota, yeah. the Midwest. Yeah. Right, they, yeah. Come on, you go to the script club, they got pasties on titties. Uh, like, yeah. I can't see the nipple through that pasty. <laughs> like, who are you trying to lie? Yeah. Like, it's. it's I it's, said at the time. I'm not blind.
1: Thing, I said at that time that when that thing broke, Fred, that was the perfect sports radio catnip story. It was yeah. low hanging fruit. Everyone was hammering it. Yeah. It was salacious. But I said the whole time, I said, you know, if these dummies had just had it at somebody's house, yeah, but
2: see, then you're even,
1: airtight. Uh, By taking it on the water, you had to contract with a
2: couple of boat operators, bo- and, and this how I got caught up in.
1: it. And the boat operators were like, "Oh my God, there's strippers
2: and there's dildos on the no, boat." No, no, oh no, no, no. It started with the waitress. This, this is how it happened. Uh, you know, there I, you I'm going to take you out to ground zero. Let's go, oh boy. I, We're going there. Captain Smoot. All aboard. I'm going to jump from from 1608 (laughs) to 2006. In 1608, Eric the Red and a lot of Vikings start (laughs) appearing in villages, taking the food and the women. They've (laughs) been doing this for years. (laughs) So I end up signing with the Vikings, the modern-day Vikings, and they throw this party every year. This is how they haze guys. Here in Washington, they haze us by making us take them to a steakhouse and take them to the club. That's how they do us. Here they take up money starting with the first round draft pick. We had two first rounders that year, Erasmus James and Troy Williamson. Troy had to get 20, Erasmus 15, so out for him. 20 Ooh. grand, 15 grand. Yeah, and it goes down. The, low, uh, the lower the and money you were able draft. to go, uh, hey guys, I'm <laughs> saving for <from> my retirement. <laughs> no, 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 here we go. Really so, so it's like $87,000 to throw one party. Oh, that's Once nice, we took it up, that's a nice boat. Right, so now, they usually throw it at this club that they rent out of here, but now the club has closed. Oh. So now they say it's let hey, Let's throw it at somebody's house. So nobody's volunteering their house for this. So here come my <laughs> shmore. They're like, hey, it's the land of 10,000 lakes. How about we rent some yachts? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the part that I did. I that actually called. You. I called around to see who had them. <laughs> and Lake Minnetonka. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Prince live over there, huh? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we got two. And I said, all right. Hold whole two for me. What's your name? Fred Smoot. That's how I got involved. Oh, like, boy. But they have been doing this forever. So we should this, have said, what's your name? Hey. Mike Tice. Uh, oh, that's what I should have told him. Eddie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, so it's 87000 The yachts basically cost nothing to rent them. Uh, we rented 39 limos and limo buses. Wow. So nobody drove their car. That's why I wasn't yeah. no DUI, no nothing. Right. So when we pull up, we, we look like the king of Zamunda. You got to realize, when we pull up <laughs> and we fly in, like, 52 scrippers. Okay, like the five best from New York the five best from Atlanta the five best oh, this is like a, a nationwide oh start? this is like, like an, an all-star nation-wide. game you didn't like, go with the local no no gals. no because no, no. Okay. everybody from different places uh, so an all-star. they're like alright Smoot man you from Mississippi Who, what you got in Mississippi i like yeah I got Memphis, Mississippi and Tennessee that's me I know Memphis yeah. territory. <laughs> I I'm like a sales <laughs> got, yeah, I
1: got Crystal I got Jasmine <laughs> I got Destiny uh,
2: uh, uh, listen they're me. top earners Oh, we have to go to New York to get Big Red so anybody that was popular was there so when we finish, it was like 52 strippers, America's
1: best. Oh my god, right. 52 strippers for how many players? Uh,
2: for 53. All right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so one guy, one guy's like just sitting in the corner going, I guess I lost the
2: punter, Chris Cluett. Right, hey, listen to me. <laughs> hey, and not only is it, I ain't gonna do no name dropping on this one though, but it's more women on here than just strippers. It was a lot of famous, uh, celebrity females on here, a what lot do you mean of famous. It was a okay. lot of people on this pros. boat. Pros were there? Pros? It was some. It was some pros okay. on here that played different sports. <laughs> right. It was right, some actors. Right, right, it right, was right. some musicians. It was some rappers. It was. It was a lot of people on this boat. It wasn't just football. Diverse crowd. Wait, was there it was. one boat or two boats? It was two. We had oh. so so mu- so much
1: as we needed two boats to put it. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so so things proceed as yeah. a boat party like that would proceed. All right, so, where did it get sideways?
2: All right. So. This is what happened. When we pull up, we put up, like I said, 40 limos deep. We get out, and the boats are sitting right apart from each other, so everybody picking their boats now. You're either getting on the left boat or the right boat. Depends on which girls you you, know, you favor to. So once we get on the boats, we out, and we dock the boat every two hours so people can switch boats. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We, we got this thing thought out to the team. <laughs> yeah. Like, no no man left out. You understand? <laughs> so, this ain't like an average script club because these girls looking at it like they on vacation. We pay for their ticket, their hotel rooms, and time they get there in their room is the money for pay for script. So, they ain't even caring about. We had them bring. We had, like, the undrafted guys bring platters of wands. They ain't touched them. They ain't care. They this, don't care. This is a full-fledged vacation for them. Now and, there's
1: a lot of married guys on the team. How did they? It's that, a lot
2: of married guys in life. I know. They're, that. They
1: still, they still go to script clubs. No, I know, but was there any married guys on the team that are like,
2: I don't know if this is what I signed up a for. A lot of guys was like, this this thing is getting out of hand. <laughs> but the only reason that the public ever caught wind of it is because the only people other on the boat than us is the skipper who's driving it. And the ladies that serving our food. Ah. One of the ladies ended up telling her boyfriend about it, which in oh, turn told, no. told her mother, and her mother called a news station. Oh. And this was not a criminal story. This was a news story. Oh, right? yeah. No, I know. It was huge. Yeah, and so yeah. once it became a news story, and I remember talking to Bus Cook, which was my, my agent. And I'm like, Bus, man, I'm finna get through under the bus for this, and all I did was call and get the boat. He was like, let me tell you something, Fred Smoot. Long as you ain't hurt nobody in their life, ain't no such thing as bad publicity. You, oh will, be, you will be remembered for 20, <laughs> 30 years after this, and it's going to have
1: a lot to do with this boat situation. So and, the fallout was essentially, I forget what happened.
2: Was anyone suspended on the team? None of us suspended. None, fine for detrimental it was no conduct? A thousand dollars. Okay. I, like it's no crime committed. We committed right. no crime, so therefore they couldn't fine us for anything. And then I paid $10,000 for a lawyer, and they ended up having to pay. A thousand dollar fine for disturbing the peace on the lake. That was the that was the crime. Disturbing did you get, the peace did on the lake. Get, what lake was it again? Lake Minnetonka. And are I, you I, are you banned to this day from no, ever setting no, no. sail on uh, Lake Minnetonka? Two people been washed <laughs> in the waters of Lake Minnetonka, and that's me and Prince. All right, me and Prince <laughs> are the only two people that been washed in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> have you swam in Lake Minnetonka? Yes, I have. That and is cold. watch out for them floating rubbers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So how many years, so after that, so that finally died down. Yeah. And how many more years did you play in Minnesota before you came back here?
2: Well, really, I only played two years in Minnesota. I hated it. It's, I didn't like playing there. You can't go from a place like this to a place like that. I just didn't like it, man. The way it was ran, I didn't. Your coach I, at the time was? Mike Tice. Yeah. Then we had Brad Childress. Brad Children's just did it for me. Like I could not play for Chile anymore. He seemed like uptight. He's the dick Childress. of all dicks. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, like nobody liked playing for Chili. Yeah, nobody. You he tell that. he's sour. Like, he was just one of them dudes, man. Sometimes you meet just negative energy people, and he was always one of those dudes. Yeah. It's like, it's like in his coaching career, maybe somebody messed over him or something. He just never forget it, and he takes I think it, it, it did out. It didn't take the
1: team. a long time to finally get a head job, so maybe he was a little bit bitter about that. Maybe he thought, now that I'm a head coach, I got to be Johnny buttoned up, yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah. it might be my only chance, which it is.
2: And then Joe Gibbs comes to town and brings you back. First of all, I brought Joe Gibbs back. Mm. So that's why he brought me back. Do tell. All right. I was driving on uh, 85 South, going home after the offseason. I get a call from ESPN. They asked me, can I meet them, can I go to Atlanta and do an interview? Because Kurt Spurrier just retired. I said, okay. Retired, he quit. He quit. (laughs) Just retired from the league. From the golf course. Uh, Listen to me. He didn't want the pros. The pros didn't want him. Right. So I'm doing the interview, and they're like, all right, uh, who's going to be the next coach? I said, well, I don't have no idea. Maybe we need to go back and get Coach Gibbs. And Coach Gibbs told me him and his wife was sitting at home watching TV, watching the and ESPN, they heard that. and he heard it. And they had a talk about him going back to coaching, and he made his mind up that day to come back Shut to coaching. Shut up! You yeah. said you said it out of the blue, wow. out of the blue, like with I wouldn't no... with no connections to nothing. I just I couldn't answer the question. I had who was I supposed to say like, at the time? <laughs> so Gibbs? i was like, hey, if we want to bring back the glory, yeah, we might well bring back Joe Gibbs. And Coach was like. He sat at home, talked to his wife, and he was like, all right, I'm going to come back. And that's why Coach came back. And when it was time for me to leave, we had no money. We were so messed up under the cap, they couldn't afford to keep me. So his first chance to get me back, he brought me back. And I called Coach that night. I called Coach from Minnesota like, Coach, I hate it here. I want to come back home. And he was like, well, if you talk to them and you go talk to the front office and work something out, we'll trade for you back here. I went the next day, talked to the front office, and said, what hey. Do we, what do we give up to get you back? Uh, basically nothing. I was going to say, I, you remember nothing. what that was, I, Because the thing was, nah, they nah. wanted to get rid of my salary. Nah, they and, knew I hated it there. And you're the boat and, captain. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I was the boat captain. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, <laughs> was, it was the perfect exit. It, it actually worked back. out. The boat trip worked out. The boat trip. Yeah. You yeah. didn't yeah. like yeah. it, yeah. so yeah. you were the the easy got tra- to get rid of. It, it. got me shipped right back to Washington. It shipped you back to D.C. And I got to go back the next year and beat them to go to the playoff. We had to play to them to go to the playoff, and I picked it off and ran it back. It was it was very Satisfied.
1: Do you know how bleak it was in the hours before Gibbs surprised everybody by coming back? CJ, you remember this. And, Gorgie you remember this. Absolutely. We were staring at Ray Rhodes or Jim Fossil. Yep. That's what we were looking at. Yeah. And it was like, we're not going to get anybody. This is a fiasco, man. This is Spurrier quitting on us halfway through his contract. Nobody wanted to come here. Like, it was really dark
2: days. I remember so Andy. You gotta and I thank Fred Smoot for that. You gotta thank me for well, that. this mouthpiece. Okay. Just just blurting <laughs> stuff out. I just yeah. blurted, I just put it in the atmosphere, and, it's funny and that, it came true. And it's funny that
1: Gibbs, who I think is obviously a man of faith yeah. and pretty conservative. Would be attracted to a big personality like you.
2: Yeah, because I'm the only one could talk trash to Coach Gibbs. Like I used to literally <laughs> talk about Coach Gibbs, and he just laugh out. He just just <laughs> he'd be like, Ee-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e. yeah, yeah. He just With that la- silly laugh. He loved just, it. We telling. loved. It. We walked down to practice together most times, just talking. So yeah, he you opposites attract. That's funny, man. Yeah,
0: because his teams were loaded always with big personalities. Oh, yeah, that's true. Cool. I mean the Dexters,
1: Gary oh, yeah. the Joe Thiesmans, Rigos, G- Riggo. yeah. Gary Clark. Riggo allegedly Theisman. took a piss smoot in a meeting in oh, front of Gibbs. Oh, and I know. Gibbs turned away from the the chalkboard no. or whatever the whiteboard, and then saw Riggo pissing, and just turned right back around like, "Well, that's Riggo." No, I, say I, I have a good friend that know. was
3: involved in that story. Mr Jimmy Spiros was a strength and conditioning coach for the Redskins and they they were going to play Buffalo yeah and they got to the hotel room and they got they parked and someone threw the keys and Rigo snatched them out of the air and said we're going across the border they went across <laughs> the border
1: in San Diego. No. Tijuana. Crossboard in Tijuana. Yeah. This was the before the Super Bowl. No,
3: no. This is in Buffalo. They went oh. across into Canada. Canada. Yeah. They went into Canada Vancouver, and partied most Toronto. of the day. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's about 45 minutes before the meeting back at the team hotel. And Jimmy Spiros is going, Oh my God, I got to get these guys back. They get in the car and get back. And I mean, Rigo is
2: toasted. Yeah. Toast. Right. Yeah.
3: And he stands up. And apparently, he went on a little tirade like, he was sick of, like, playing and getting their ass beat. <laughs> and he stood up and went nuts and sat down. And then next thing you know, he's urinating in the meeting. In the uh, meeting room. And, uh, and, yes. and Gibbs didn't even
2: blink an eye. That ain't, that ain't nothing. When it comes to urine, let me tell you something. Football players and urine go together. Uh, <laughs> I, mean. I, I know guys. we would be playing in Green Bay, and they'll be like, man – Cold as hell, and they'll just start pissing on themselves. <laughs> uh, I'm dead serious. Hey, f- people ain't never wonder, where, when do we go to the bathroom? Big no. guys is not finna go to the bathroom. No. 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 I just seen guys, while the quarterback giving the, the cadence, I'm like, dude, are you pissing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah my fault, don't step Sorry. in it. I like, was like, man, y'all guys are all awesome oh good chain.
1: All right, our steaks are here. What did everyone get? I got the filet yeah, Oscar you style. The, you
2: got the filet Oscar style. You got the ribeye.
3: The ooh, ribeye, I C.J. What'd I, I you did a
0: ribeye as well with the loaded bake. All right, yeah, and Gorgie, what'd you get?
3: I got a uh, bone-in ribeye with a uh, side of uh, 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 lobster mac and cheese, which is
1: ooh, my yeah, that's some good stuff right there. All right, we're at D.C. Prime Steakhouse Confidential. Uh, Smoot, you have unlocked a free dessert with your stories tonight oh, yeah. because they are <laughs> so incredibly colorful, and mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> So we're going to shut it down, eat our food, and then we'll come back. And when I come back, you got all meal to think about this. The toughest dudes you ever covered in the NFL. All
2: right? Think about that. All right. I got you.
1: Sports fans, football season is quickly running out. It's time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can bet aside, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE, that's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in-game live action on every major league event, even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag to open an account and join in on the fun. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms, conditions apply. Void where prohibited.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got I got a homeboy in Mississippi love Doc. <laughs> he, he tuned in. <laughs> yeah man, he like man, Doc, if Doc don't sound like my old ass uncle. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> what is that smooth about Doc Walker? Go ahead,
2: step up to the mic. I want to oh, yeah. hear this. Yeah, my my, my, my my one of my best friends in Mississippi love to listen to Doc because Doc got that, that old man approach to it. Oh yeah that, that, that go for the throat. That, uh, Step doc, on their throats. You, doc, you already know Doc one of them, them guys that mow his own yard with like a non-electrical lawn or a push lawn <laughs> Like you, you can tell he's all about the grit and the grime <laughs> of it, you know?
1: Do you know how long ago it was that Doc Walker last caught a pass in this town? Oh, I know this, but he's 1980, a, he, what is it, CJ, 83? Gorgie, 83? Something like yeah. that? I
2: think it's Four years
1: before I –
2: well, Yeah, when were you born? Years, I was a, 79. Yeah, was I, was, good I, was, I was a junior in high school. Yeah. 79 was a good year. I knew I was born in a year that had something to do with the number nine. And the amazing thing is Doc is still going strong in this town. Yeah, I want to get this stuff to go. and, And still
1: is able to talk to current players. Yeah. And, and I see it. Doc gets the respect of current players because he's a player.
2: Yeah, and, and we always going to respect players. We don't care what time frame you played in. And actually, we respect the older players a lot more. But you got to realize, Doc was three years from being a leatherhead. You understand? <laughs> like, you talking head. about no face mask. You're talking about guys that played football and still had real jobs. You're talking about when they could smoke cigarettes on the sideline? Right, like they would, they would play football
1: for $56,000 a yeah. year, which was a lot of money in 82. Yeah. But that's why C.J., when – Joe Theismann said at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 17, this is for a big fat ring and like $70,000. This is for $70,000 and a big fat ring. Right. Because that Super Bowl check was double people's salary. salary.
2: And this is why they (laughs) they played a lot harder then. Well,
1: imagine today, and I'd be all for this, Fred, if... The Super Bowl would pay every player on the team two million dollars. I, I, how what great I think of, would that be?
2: I think so. Think of the ratings. Hey, oh, hey, yes. if, if you pay every player a million dollars, what that is is, four commercials? You know how <laughs> much right. you know how much it is to get a commercial doing Super Bowl. I know. I think if they revved it up a little bit, that it will. I already think we get maximum effort. But you I, know what? These owners not only do they not want to pay you one
1: dime more than they have to. I bet they're pissed that they paid you so much back in '82. When it was double, they're probably hey,
2: still saying, Why did we pay him so much fucking money? Hey, we didn't have to pay him that much
1: money. Think about these eight,
2: 32 billionaires that made their money all doing something else. Something else in hey, football.
1: Uh, Although some of the owners currently, they're like, they own the team. That's where their fortune comes from. Like the, but Brown, they found their the Brown family in, yeah. in Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much their business. Yeah, but like, like I mean, this isn't how. Snyder made his money, but
2: this is his business But communications now, yeah. is what got him here. So yeah. right. these guys, they, they don't. Whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, Didn't Dan make a lot of money in the radio business?
2: <laughs> yeah, communi- oh, here we go. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is communications. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's what he does. And, and, and marketing. He, and marketing, guys, I'm sorry. Marketing, yeah. And they don't see failure. So imagine what it is for a billionaire to be in a club of 32 billionaires. And you, the worst billionaire. These guys don't know failure. These The guys worst don't know. billionaire. Think, think, think about it. It's well, a contest think, to them. When I they think, walk up, it's a measurement contest with them.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And guys like Mark Davis, he's the poorest of all the billionaire owners. I don't even think. I don't even think he's a billionaire. You know, he's, oh, he's oh. lucky he got this stadium deal from in the day they Las moved Vegas. to Vegas.
2: He's a billionaire. for well, now. Okay. Yeah. For now. When they move to Vegas, he will be in the top Pay five. dirt. Yes. Yeah, he's
1: pretty leveraged, though. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, how do you think it'll be, Smoot, when there's a team in Vegas with uh, NFL players? Or is it the case where – NFL Players Day, all athletes, every city is Vegas. Every city is Vegas. Nice every life. city is Vegas, so Vegas is it's not, gonna it's, be a it's big not deal. Vegas.
2: I'm going to tell you this. We watched the, the Vegas hockey team, the Knights, go to the championship in their first inaugural year. Let me tell you the biggest 12th man you can have is your city. It's a reason why <laughs> New England lose every time they go to Miami. All right, it's a reason. If your city becomes that 12th man, and ooh, that's when you need the ladies of the town to take them down. <laughs> and that's what they're going to do in Vegas. It ain't. The Vegas – you don't have to worry about the Vegas Raiders. They there every day. You got to worry about the Green Bay Packers. The Packers of Green Bay coming there for the night. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to lose their mind. So, guess what? Their first year, mark my word, the Raiders – in Vegas, they win ten plus games. Well, and it's going to be because of the nightlife. They're going to win one game this year. All right, but I promise you, pace. two years from now, when they move to Vegas, watch yes. the team. They're going to strike them off the list every time they come down. And I don't know a team of fifty-three Christians. Come on, hey, 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 they going down, <laughs> or,
1: or they're fake Christians. I know some of those. Oh, I'd have had a lot sports. of them
2: on the team. The Dolphins, <laughs> the Dolphins have stunk for two decades. Hey, but, but guess what? <laughs> hey, ask, I, who was I talking to? I was talking to Brian Cox about this, and Brian was like, "Man, we used to know when we were going to beat a team because we." can look in their eyes and tell what they did the <laughs> yeah, night before. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you live in those cities that do that to people, you think – The uh, Clevelander. If you live in Cleveland and you play no, no, for the Browns – I'm talking the and, in Miami. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. But if yeah. you live in Cleveland and you play for the Browns and y'all go play New York, yeah. you don't think you're going out there night? Absolutely. Right, so, at the end of the day, the city becomes – that's what made the Lakers so good. Home people field go to advantage. L.A. and they, they go out. They can't help <laughs> themselves. All right, the question is, the hardest
1: guy or guys you ever covered? Toughest wide receivers ever?
2: Uh, Who's on your list? All right, Randy Moss is probably like the biggest mismatch you can put on any guy, but it's never – Zabe, I hate to give you this answer, but it ain't the wide receiver. It's the trigger man. Really? It's the quarterback. All right, who are the toughest quarterbacks? All right. Brit Favre, because he ain't never gonna stop coming at you. You could pick him off seven times. Right. He does not care. Peyton Manning, because he's gonna find out what you in, diagnose you. Tom Brady, cause they just not gonna stop running up the score. Their receivers are the most dangerous. See, you know who dangerous to me? Reggie Wayne. Because Peyton Manning gonna get him 12. Perfect passes to burn me every game. Marvin Harrison, you're going to give him 12 chances to burn me every game. And instead of throwing that out route in the in the, the field of play, he throws his out routes out of bounds. And the receiver knows it's going out of bounds. I can't get to any of his balls. It's the quarterback. You can give me Randy miles, but if you got Nate Peterman, the Peterman quarterback in <laughs> yeah, just for, got released today. Hey, pour Peter, one out for Peterman. Hey, hey the Peterman is the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He's bad. Hey, if he's quarterbacking for Randy, Randy ain't no threat to me. No, that's a good point. When you played Peyton Manning, I bet he
1: was like, he knew so much about what you were going to do is probably frustrating. Like, tr- how did he
2: know I was playing trail technique? Yeah. Or how did he know I was actually? We, we try to hold it. It's up to our safeties to try to hold the identity so long. But he'll wait you out. Right. Like, that's why he's He'll always stepped the ball right. with two seconds left. Yeah. He's going to wait you out, and this safety is trying his best. I, I can't go in this box. <laughs> I can't because I'm going to leave him undressed. I'm going to leave him with the skirt up. But you got to get down for your responsibility. Right. And, and once Peyton knows, it's no hesitation to where he's going with the ball, he's going to the weak point. And that's what makes receivers great. I. It would never be a Jerry Rice. Without Joe Montana and Steve Young, yep. like I said, one of the biggest Travis Shar mockeries of all time is the Green Bay Packers—the biggest illusion of a great franchise. They're not great. Oh they, no, they're wasting Aaron Rodgers' no, career. No, no, they wasted a lot of career. They had. They, if I told you, besides the 49ers, twenty-seven straight years of Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, and you got two rings two to show rings, for it—that's a two, two rings. That's a, a tragedy. disgrace. Yeah. Twenty-seven straight years. That means you ain't never. You had no downtime in three decades, and you got two rings.
1: Right. And they, and they rely on Rodgers too much now. Well, like any you pay a quarterback us that us much out.
2: of your salary, any team that the quarterback makes, I think, over 25% of your salary, you can't win. We watch Seattle get decimated by that. Once they start to pay – that's why now you see the Rams trying to win it why golf, golf is young. Yeah, right, That's how you win it. So you can go overpay the other positions right? and, and before you had to play that quarterback because once you pay that quarterback, it's over. Um,
1: I know one guy that did burn you pretty good,
2: Steve Smith. And then and then then, and then and then then (laughs) I remember I played him eight times, but you can only bring up one game. Well he row voted you. Yeah. Everybody he got a, uh,
1: uh, uh, a touchdown, he got on his butt, and started uh, rowboating you in the and Sti- end zone. Hey,
2: me and Steve is classmates. We came out together, we played against each other in junior college. I, oh, you did? We hate each other guts. If I see Steve in a Still? grocery store right now, we're just competitive against each other. Okay. I, we respect each other, but it's, a, it's it's just a competition there. And I played against this man eight times. And he only but, beat you uh, once? Out of one game, he beat me for two tubs, and now he's the <laughs> king of all kings. That tells me I did my job in the league because that's the only guy y'all could ever bring up you ain't bringing <laughs> up plexico you ain't bringing up randy i played against all of them but you're gonna bring up steve smith because he's the only one that talked showboated it, yeah yeah and, and exactly. that's fine hey him, he was cha- good though i him, mean he was Chad, a son of a bitch no my class was great my class the first rounders was ladanian drew Brees, santana moss reggie wayne uh steve smith was in the fourth, fifth round. Chad Johnson in the fifth, fourth round. That's a good uh, draft whoa. right there. Oh, who, no, I ain't even went and kept and, telling you all the other people. And that. Who, we, and who do we take? Rod, 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 Gardner. Gardner. Rod Gardner. Rod Gardner. Rod Gardner. You had beaten Rod Gardner in the I had uh, shed him game. I had sentenced him to 10 game, years to right? life against <laughs> Clemson. I Literally. send <laughs> you you to life. Uh, you, you wouldn't even know he was playing in the game. All right? So you, Mississippi State, played Clemson. He yeah. was
1: on Clemson. You played him in the bowl game. I played what him in the bowl game.
2: Uh, Peach Bowl okay. at the time. And,
1: and you shut him down, Sentence him to 10 One light. catch
2: One catch, five
1: yards. Okay. <laughs> and the Redskins go and draft him Before in the me. first round. Yeah. And you, so you came into the league with a chip on your shoulder. Well, I, you, you would have been the first yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. But,
2: you know, I got in the still, little trouble, you know. But yeah. still, if you're going to go off, all right, if you're going to draft me anyway, ain't I'm the one you should make sure you're going to get, not him. Because you could have easily got Steve Smith or Chad yeah. Johnson later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could have got them later in this very deep draft that we had. We had a unbelievable – and I ain't talking about some positions. Michael Vick was the first person taking in my draft. Every position we had at least three or four players legitimately. Still- Richard she- Seymour, uh, big Marcus Crodd, every position. Chad Hutchinson, it, it was an ultimately deep draft.
1: What are yeah. you going to do when you grow up, Fred Smoot? Because you're great at talking. You're doing a lot of media right now. But I know you enough that you know – football and you know the guys coming up now you were talking my ear off about derwin james yeah who is killing it he's special he's special everyone's raving and i'm like shit i could have told you that Smoot was in my ear all spring saying derwin james derwin james
2: would you coach no you coach i could be a great coach i've been asked to coach a lot i I, kids get my blood boiling i like to teach and i (laughs) and i'm a great communicator yes you are i think my ultimate communicator hey, hey my ultimate dream though is to be a gm like, when I played, ah. like, even when I was young, when I played Madden, it was never to play the game. It was to put teams together. Okay. Like, I like to put teams together. And I think that's my dream job. I want to be a GM. I want to be Ozzie Newsome. I want to nice. identify talent. That's why every year doing a draft, you see my blood get the blood. Would you have the temperament to be a GM? Oh, yes, most definitely. You would? Because what I need to do with players, I need to communicate with them so I can see who – if I could see talk, see who to they them, are. If I could, you see-
1: think you could identify who they are oh, just by talking very to quickly? Them. Like, oh, that's you, what everyone thinks. No, no, no,
2: that's why I'm one of the only football players ever in that locker room that knew all 52 players, talked to all 52 players, and no matter what team we had, I literally knew all the history before they sat down. I know it all. You know, yes, their could, wives, I, girlfriends, I, babies, uh, birthdays. I needed to talk trash to them. I need information. <laughs> so, information. I, I need information. You were Wikipedia before <laughs> Wikipedia. Schmo- hey, I started Twitter. No, I started Twitter before Twitter. I had smootsmack.com when. And the internet wasn't buzzing, and it all it was was for me to talk trash to people, and them to talk back to me. Like, what's Twitter? So, what's wait, Twitter? so let's rewind.
3: Yeah, NFL draft spring, you were on to this guy, su- Sweet, Sweet. It was guy. It was this player. You were you were gung ho on this, this guy. Past year? Yes. This, which one? Sweet. It was his player. It was a defensive player.
2: Oh, Sweat,
3: Sweat, yeah. You were all over him.
2: Yeah, you know what? He was supposed to be the next coming of Jadavion Clowney. Right. He ended up having surgery on because he almost lost his leg. I right, went to Florida he State. Was... All right. And uh Philadelphia got him. And they they building him up right now. And when they let him loose, he's 206. No, he's a beast. Pounds, he's a beast. And he's a beast. Yeah. But guess what? Mississippi State got another sweat for you. Oh. He's 6'6, 255 pounds. We'll be a top ten pick. He just gave two a tongue of hell. And what's his <laughs> name? And what's his name? Matez Sweat. Matez, no, no, another no. Sweat. Another this, is sweat? A, this is another sweat that plays outside linebacker. A Brother, he's An- at, I think they're cousins. Cousins. He's, no, he's at Mississippi State right now. He has like 15 sacks. He leads the nation in sacks, yeah. and he playing beside jet, uh, their defense is Big ferocious. Simmons. We got like seven pros on that defense. You have right no offense. Now. You have no offense.
3: No, no offense. Your your quarterback. Your quarterback <laughs> couldn't hit the side of a barn. No, he can't. But he right. can run. No, he can <laughs> run. He can <laughs> run, and <but> we <he> can't <laughs> score points. But
2: we got some dogs down oh, yeah. there. And then what I do? I like to watch college. I like like. I had my little redskin team that I started when I got here. It's in Mississippi. I started to put out my first college guys like five years ago, meaning they started in my C team all the way through to college. I had the number one player in Mississippi, which is at uh, Cam Akers. He's at Florida State right now, number three. He's going to be special. He's gonna be. Special. Who are these guys? This is a camp you do. No, I I have a little league team. A little league. A little league team, team in little Mississippi league football. The Redskins. Everybody know them. They're scared really? of my team. They're like the Alabama of little league. Like we go we go play guys. We go play guys in, we play guys in uh, Louisiana. We go play guys in Alabama. They can't beat my team. Like. How, how, old are, guy, how old are these? What, oh, what ages? Oh, we start from like seven years old. That's the C team. All the way up to the eighteen team to like right before high school. And you recruit these kids? No, they come play. They like, come to you. They come to my coaches and my team because, wow. you know, we got the best uniform. I make sure they're uniformed nah. up. They, and all my coaches. Is it the Redskin logo? Oh, we got Redskin, Redskin logo, they, Redskin they, they wear all gold. They got the all oh, gold jerseys. They got oh, the all maroon. Like they, they, got, they got everything. And plus, I bought them like a van to go pick them up like after school and stuff. And plus, all my coaches <laughs> play football with me in high school. So, everybody coaching is ex-football players. Oh, my God. So, that's amazing. So, it works. And I got like, right now, I got like eight guys in college, Division one, right now. Yeah. And this is why.
1: When any of these egghead, nerd-ass media members in the Northeast, in New York City and whatnot, write their stupid stories, Fred, about football's in trouble, football's going to die, what parents are going to let their kids play, they ain't never been to Mississippi to see seven-year-old kids. i got to believe that your kids are not crying as they get on the bus to go play football
2: for N- uh, you. No, they're not. And Hell no. They, and, guess and their what? mama ain't sad. And it's not playing. flag football. First of all, your mama still let you go to the military. There's a chance you can die over there too. Yeah. Like if, if I if I dig in a coal mine, I'm probably gonna have lung right. cancer. Like every job comes with right. a hazard. But
1: that's the thing. Football where you're from yeah. is different. It's the gospel. It is way different. What's your days. name in Who the your major daddy? media centers? And what position do you play? What position do you play? Do you there play? you go. And what's your number? And th- that's it. Yeah. That's
2: how you your family get respect. What's your family name? Yeah, you play anybody play football? Right. If it ain't there, and that's why I love football. Cause football bring everybody. Football is colorless. Football is. It, it brings everybody together. And I you need
1: everybody. You need everybody. You need everybody from all these different races and walks all of All races need, you need everybody. You need, you, need, you need fat kids to play the line. You uh, we need, need, need quick kids to play wide receiver. We need, you need soft smart kids, kids to kick. To we need, yeah.
2: Right, you need to play quarterback. Yes. You need everybody. We need it all. Think about it. I hey, like without white people, we wouldn't know what's at the bottom of the ocean, and we damn sure wouldn't <laughs> know what's at the top of Mount Everest because my hey, black people, we ain't that adventurous. <laughs> right? So we all need each other. Everybody got their strong points.
1: Hey, I got, I got news for you. The answer is not much and just a bunch of fish. <laughs> that's what's up at the top.
2: Hey, that's what's down But at the we need somebody to go there first so we know for effect Explorers. what's there. Explore. Oh,
1: not scared to explore anything. Fred, Fred, you have exceeded expectations, and I thank you for your time, my friend. Any time, Zayman. I'm any so time. shocked
2: we didn't talk any Game of Thrones. I'm very shocked.
1: Well, you? that's the thing. You're a big Game of Thrones fanatic. They just announced it's going to start in April. And it made my stomach hurt. Right. You're upset. I want it to be February. Well, it ain't going to be. I know
2: it. We've already waited a year and a half. All right, give me give me a minute on how it's going to end. All right, this is how I feel it's going to end. Everybody thinks that Daenerys is going to die in childbirth. Everybody thinks that's how really? her demise is going to be. Who's everybody? The people well, on your uh, chat uh, rooms uh, that uh, you uh, lot, check out? Uh, uh, no, a lot of people is saying that she's going to die giving birth to twins. I think one of them dragons is going to eat her. Never. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna turn on her and uh, no, just no, go. No, no, no. I Ow. think I think Varys is gonna portray Daenerys. Okay. I I know that for a fact. Uh, I think, I know that for a fact. Yeah, Melisandre. What, are you a showrunner? I'm him just now? telling you. I, I, I get the information. <laughs> Melisandre is Nisa Nisa. Okay. I, she mean when she told you she got to die in this country. Yeah. Her job is to be uh, is to become Lightbringer. Okay. Jon is gonna st- stab her in the chest and use Lightbringer to take down the Night's King. Nice. Right? And I think it's gonna happen in Winterfell. I think this is where everything got in in Winterfell because that's where it began, and that's where it began. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand the that circle. the Starks is is a lot. The Starks are connected with the Night King. Most yeah. definitely, he's a Stark. Yeah. Right. So now they got to ask yourself, what's in the bottom of those crypts? They you know, it's that broken wall down there. You know what's in the bottom of those crypts? The Night King's wife. Oh, that's why right. it's cold down there, even though it's hot springs below. It's the cold. Are either you guys Game of Thrones fans? No, no they, don't
1: they, don't <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what we're talking about. they so lost. They don't know what we is, talk
3: is about. Is that Atari?
0: I <laughs> gave it. A, I gave it five episodes, and then there was a dragon, and I quit.
3: <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> but, I, hey, but listen I, to
0: me. I can't. I hate fantasy. <laughs> the drag, I can't the, do the the fantasy. Dragons out of best though, part. There's so
1: much it's debauchery. Yeah, I, 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 I see I, that. That would you would be into that. I like the debauchery part. One last thing.
0: I don't want to hijack it, but you said behind the scenes stories. There's got to be one behind-the-scenes story, Sean Taylor, that nobody knows about. There's got to be a Sean, well, a one, that one, a right, one special Sean story.
2: Well, Sean That's why I took it so hard. And I'm going to tell you, Sean was a, a competitor from day one. And we used to play this mo- motorcycle video game, like, <laughs> daily, all right? <laughs> And I just used to whoop him to death in it. So it got to a point where he wouldn't leave my house. Like we would sit there and play this game till like three, four in the morning. And I'd be like, "Man, I gotta get some sleep." He's like, "Nah, nah, we gotta keep playing until I learn how to beat you." And when I say competitive, to the point where he would push down lamps, I'm like, "Man, yo, you gonna have to buy that lamp." And, he, and he'll buy and he'll bring a new lamp the next day. Like he just, when I say the most competitive guy that you ever saw, and he did not care what he wore. One day he. he he put on his pants, and we go on practice, and he got, like, sweatpants under his football pants. I'm yeah. like, man, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> man, I don't care. Just, and Coach Gills, he'll tell Sean Good, here's Sean, this is not tackling, all right? We're just going to walk through. <laughs> I, 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 I like, Coach, I don't know why you're wasting your time. <laughs> he'll hand the ball to Clint to come right down here, and, and just kill him. right, <laughs> like – like man, they coach just tell you like, nah, man, he had football in his hand, so that's who he was. <laughs> if you got the football in your hand, it's a chance that he, he gonna spear you. <laughs> hey, 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 he sent me to the hospital. I was on his team. We playing, we playing against Dallas. I get to a uh, friendly
1: fire. Friendly fire. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
2: I get to Julius Jones first. Hit him. So we standing up. Next thing I know, I wake up, I'm on the ground. Sean (laughs) has speared me so bad (laughs) that he bruised my kidney. Oh, Oh my God. God. So now I got to stay in Dallas overnight because I can't fly. And I ain't going to lie, Schneider spent the night with me. It it showed me a lot. That's why I gained a lot of respect for him, but – Man, my, my guy left me, left me for me like, of them. Sorry <laughs> about that. He, he took out everybody. Like, yeah. it was one season. It was like a five-game screen. He took out Sean, me, Carlos, <laughs> everybody. Just, I said, man, you hurting more red skins than other team.
1: <laughs> he was like, so big and so fast yeah. that he looked like a glitch in a video game in real life.
2: Have you
3: ever seen It was seen a he? joke. Well, Greg Have Williams you? summed it up.
2: Yeah. Athletic freak. A, a, a man-meese. Yeah. He was a... He, a have you ever seen him and Lavash stand beside each other in the huddle? No. The same exact height, yeah. and they look the same. Because yeah. people don't understand, his rookie year, he played at 240. Right. He, he was huge. But he could run. Oh, still running 4-4, four, four, yeah. four 3 oh, yeah. 240. All right? Yeah. And if anybody was scared of him, T.O. probably still had nightmares about him. <laughs> I don't know why he hated T.O. I had to ask him one day, like, why you don't like that man? Like, I don't like that man. <laughs> and... I, every time we played against T.O., he'd be like, "Hey man, play a little deep on this play, man, in case they they try to throw something to the middle of the field. I'm like, "Where you going?" <laughs> He's Where like, "I'm going T.O." He said, yeah. "I gotta go tend to something right quick." <laughs> in the first play, run, pass, no matter what, he just went just just almost killed it. And it set the tone for the rest oh, of the day. Absolutely. He said, don't worry about you. You ain't got to worry about him for the rest of the day. And I promise you, did not have to worry about him oh, for the man. rest of the day. Did, did you guys
0: ever play him at wide receiver in practice?
2: We played him at wide receiver in practice, and I had to check him many times. And he was big and strong and could get the ball, big old hands, yeah. grab it out there. We had a couple of us, like I said, champ play, uh wide receiver. I got to play wide receiver with Spurrier, and Sean was another one that got to play wide receiver. Sean even returned punts. That's Damn. just how good he was. It like was awesome. Uh, he was, he was, he was Clinton got that one right. I remember, I, I can remember A.R. Reed telling me about him. Because I was talking to A.R. Reed. One of my friends is just, he was a big A.R. Reed fan, so he came up, watched us play Baltimore. And me and Ed I used to get together after the game. And I'm like, man, I said, Ed, I think you're gonna be one of the best. He was like, nah, man. It's a it's a dude at um, Miami better than me. I like, what? He like, man, <laughs> nah. He was like watch Sean Taylor. And I started watching him. And I like, "Damn, he is better, like, <laughs> Cuz he just he's basically Ronnie Lott and Ed Reed, he Ronnie Reed. Yeah. That's who he was. He was Ronnie Reed. He had the ball skills and the journey on the spot of Ed Reed, but he had the intimidation and, and, and of Ronnie just, Lott. He was uh, Ronnie Lott. Train. He was a, a, a and me. it was like I said, right now if he was still living, he would already see men in himself as Oh yeah. He would have been Dion's status right now. He would have been – if Dion is considered the best cornerback of all time, he would have been considered the best safety of all time right now.
1: Raise him up to Sean. Sean. Thank 21. you, Freddie. Hey, always. Good Cheers. talking. Yeah. CJ, Gorgie, thank you. Thank you to Rick Crow for having us again here at DC Prime. We are full stake. And And uh, where's the carts to roll us out of here? <laughs> oh, yes. Because once again, we are full. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. All right. One story that got told while we were eating and did not make air was about Daryl Gardner, who was a Redskin for one year and played defensive tackle and was an absolute monster. The Redskins, he he was here for a year, went into free agency. The Redskins did not make a run at signing him. The, the Broncos ended up signing him, and he only lasted one more season. Got into it in a parking lot of a Waffle House with a customer, I think punched his lights out. Uh, Also, had a bad back that I think the team knew about. Anyway, the story with Daryl Gardner was that Fred Smoot said Daryl showed up to the team and asked if he could stay at Fred's house. And Fred said, sure. So he comes in with a suitcase and starts living and sleeping on his couch and wouldn't leave to the point where, you know, Daryl was asking the coaches, like, you know, Marvin Lewis, the defensive coordinator, is like, hey, Marvin, I I need some help. You know, Daryl Gardner is still living at my house. I'm afraid to ask him to leave. (laughs) And and Marvin Lewis is like, I'm not going to ask him to leave. It's too scary. Uh, He said he would call his mom and say, Mom, I got this this teammate of mine who's living at my house. I don't want to ask him to leave. I'm a little bit scared of him. And Smoot's mom said, which one is he? And he goes, 97. And she goes, oh, yeah, he good. (laughs) And he finally left. said he was a great guy, uh, just a little bit crazy, and a mammoth mammoth man. He also does Fred Smoot think that the Champ Bailey trade the Redskins made was the worst trade the Skins have ever made in history. I disagreed because the Redskins did get back Clinton Portis, who was highly productive. And even though you can say, well, you know, Portis was never quite what he was in Denver as the home run back with a 5.5 yard per carry average, we got value back. The reason Champ Bailey was traded had to do with off-the-field stuff that I won't repeat here because it's all rumor, but it involved... Uh, well, it involved what do you think it involved. And basically Champ and I guess those around him said, you got to get out of town. And so that was that. Champ Bailey, though, was uh, is looked upon like a god in Denver. And Smoot said playing opposite him when he was here was like nothing they'd ever seen. And they were a hell of a tandem. Anyhow... It was, uh, it was great to sit down with Fred. He is a unique fellow. Next week, we have former Washington Bullet lined up Kevin Grevey and University of Maryland analyst Chris Knocky. So I look forward to both of those dinosaurs telling stories about the NBA set shot routine in the 1970s and the rule of three to make two at the free throw line. Don't forget, football season is running out. Time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite betting events. You can bet sides, scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Even if the game is already kicked off, don't sweat it. They've got in-game live action for every major league event, even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag, open an account, join the fun. Promo code ZABE. That's promo code ZABE when you register and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy. You'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag. Promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, comment, and like. Tell three friends. Don't forget, tomorrow... Football Five Ways, Friday, week number 11. Subscribe at zabe.com slash premium. Podcasts are the future. Email me with topics and suggestions at zabe at yahoo.com. Now go out and (laughs) scrape that ice off your windshield if you live where it is snowed, and we will see you next time.